Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Lynx Magazine Golf Podcast. This is episode two. I am one of your co-hosts, uh, Graylin Loomis, and I'm joined today by Ian Kreitzer. Ian, welcome back, buddy. Second time we've done this. Good to be here. Good to be here as always. Um, it's kind of a, a different topic, um, but one that's equally important to anything and something not a lot of people think about when planning golf trips today. Um, but uh, something that definitely needs to be considered and, and kind of taken into uh, consideration. Yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll ease into it by telling a little story about an email I got the other day. It was a group of uh, golfers, really a father and son, who were on their bucket list trip to Scotland. And uh, I had helped them plan a few things. And the son emailed me three days into the trip to say, hey, it's all going well, but they, the airline uh, lost my dad's clubs. And his golf uh, shoes were in there, his rain suit was in there, and of course his clubs were in there, and it's been raining. So he's been playing in rental clubs. He didn't really want to buy another rain suit. Which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Didn't really want to buy another pair of golf shoes, but he did buy another pair of golf shoes. And he said, you know, what could I have done to avoid this? And that that spurred this topic on today. We're talking about traveling with your clubs and the best ways to travel with your clubs. Or as we'll talk about, possibly not traveling with your clubs. Right. Um, obviously, right. renting is always an option or many times an option. But, yeah, that's kind of an obvious one. So we aren't going to really get into club rental but instead talk about if you're taking a, a big trip and it's you know maybe one of your big golf vacations of the you're, year of the next five years of the next 10 years however long you right. want your own clubs so we'll kind of start with uh, talking about some of the challenges people come up against one of the big ones uh, is like I just said airlines losing clubs you've had some really bad experiences in the last two three weeks well really last two months last last two months uh, how many flights have you had canceled in the last two months um six or seven oh and I, I, the last <laughs> that's the last two months but that being said i've traveled with my clubs a few times and luckily knock on wood i, I haven't had anything go wrong with the clubs whether they be where they were damaged they arrived on on time at my destinations but that being said, we also uh, flew direct most of those flights. So, well, I, our the owner of Links and uh, one of the owners of Links, Jack Purcell, he's our publisher. Um, he uh, was just on a Links magazine subscriber trip to St Andrews. Well, really to Scotland. They they flew up into the north and went up mm -hmm. to Dornick. He didn't have his clubs or his bag for a, I forget how long a day or it, two it was at least it was at least a day or two um, but he he played in his in his button down and rental clubs and kind of looked like Phil uh, <laughs> wearing the button down and 
it was a bold fashion statement. Then I realized uh, I heard that he he had uh, his bags hadn't made it, and so I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll get to how you can kind of avoid the losing the clubs, but let's get a little bit into travel cases and how to avoid damaging your clubs. Right. Um, what do you use for a travel case, and you know, has it been the same thing forever, or have you changed over the years? Um. So. I've had the same the same travel bag for forever. I think my dad had it before me um, for his, uh, you know, whatever golf travel he would do, um, and it, it's worked it's worked pretty well. Like I said, knock on wood, I haven't had any um, any damaged or lost uh, lost clubs. They haven't shown up, you know, once or twice, but. They should have the next day, but it's a soft bag. Yeah, soft case. Yeah. has wheels. Um, um, yeah, it has wheels. Um, but it, you know, it's it's one of those where it has wheels, but if you're dragging it through an airport or subway stations or whatever, it's by the time you get to your either the uh, the course or the hotel, you know, whatever where you're staying. Um, it, your 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 shoulder socket, arm socket feels like it's it's dragging, <laughs> and you're like, oh man, that was that was a lot. Like, I'm um, gonna be able to swing tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, exactly. I, I think most of us here in the office and most uh, serious golf travelers I know do go with the soft case. Right. Um, you, it, you had the hard case for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? I went with the hard case. I got it back in I don't know middle school or high school, yeah. um, and used it for the better part of a decade yeah and you know it's basically a hard plastic shell Mm -hmm. and in terms of protection there's probably not much that would protect your clubs more than that that said it's heavy it's trade-off yeah yeah difficult to deal with and then when you think about storage uh and storing the hard case (laughs) doesn't fit anywhere (laughs) it doesn't fit anywhere you know it's basically like storing a second set of golf clubs except it's much bigger than a set of golf clubs right which in you know apartments that I've lived in, it, it just it wasn't working, right. and it's also tough. The case doesn't fit in trunks of cars, <laughs> like the the hard case, um, which is kind of it defeats the purpose. Everybody always has it across the back seat, or has it. I would have to put it across, uh, you know, people sitting in the back seat. <laughs> And it was uncomfortable. So after a while, I said, you know what? I've had enough. Yeah. And I purchased a Sun Mountain uh, Meridian. So that's a soft case, but it has that, they call it the club glider technology, where like the, the stand drops out and it's a second set of wheels. So it drops down and it kind of stands like a 45 degree exactly, angle. Exactly, yeah. And it just... Yeah. yeah. And, and it takes all... When you're rolling it around, it supports itself. It takes all the pressure off your shoulder, off your wrist... I absolutely nice. love that. It's kind that of pricey, nice. and I, I can't remember. I think I paid a few hundred bucks. Um, worth but, it, though, with how but, much travel you do. Yeah, I mean, if you do a lot of travel, it was totally worth it. And even more than that, um, you know, I, I do a lot of trips where I'll fly in somewhere and rent a car. Right. The ability to have the case mm-hmm. um, kind of break down and become much smaller and be in the trunk with my set of clubs it, it was it's it's invaluable. So it, absolutely, that, that's something something I have to I might have to invest in uh, later later yes. on. But uh, or Sun Mountain, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> hook um, it up, hook it up. Yeah, hook it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you do to protect your clubs when they're in the bag? So because I have a soft case, um, I 
I'll, I'll wrap, uh, I'll take some precautions. I'll wrap my, my club heads in, in towels and, yep. you know, yep. uh, whatever, kind of shove some, like my golf shoes up there or something just to give it a little bit of cushion. Yeah. Um, I also have a stiff arm, uh, that's really helpful that I use. Um, so we, for those that don't know, they, the stiff arm is basically a, a rod, um, with a little it's like kind t- of, it's, it's kind of telescoping. Yep. Um, yep. And you put that in your golf bag and it protrudes with a little cap, I guess you could yeah. say, a little bit further than your driver. So if a baggage handler or you were to drop your clubs basically on their heads, you're not going to snap all your woods. Right. Um, that stiff arm is going to take up all the force and protect the clubs. Right. And that being said, there's some homemade ones that you can... Yeah, you know, like broomsticks. Broomsticks. And anything long, longer than your, your driver, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's other ways to do that, but... Uh, but yeah, and and the the bag that you have kind of has that little inside. Uh, I know you wrap it in towels and stuff as I well. I do. It's it's kind of insulated. There's padding right, on top. Right. That's and nice. A, another thing I do is hey, if you play with a driver um, that has a head that's removable. Yeah. I take a wrench and I remove the head prior to the to the trip and. That way, I, you know, I stick it in my bag with a wrench, and I know that my driver head won't break off. Right. And that, that saves me, you know, a well, lot of hassle, a lot of time. And and for a long time, I played with one that didn't. I, I wasn't able to, <laughs> to take it off. So that was always like. So that's where the stiff arm comes right. in. Right. So yeah. I would get to the airport, and I'd open them, immediately grab my, when my uh, golf bag came around the, uh, the carousel or wherever. I would immediately open it. I was like, "Is my driver okay?" <laughs> because I'm not <laughs> a good the first th- thing you check. I, I'm not a good three wood player, so, yeah. <laughs> so that would be a little little dicey off the tee for me. But uh, <laughs> it's true. One question I get a lot is, well, a relative relatively high amount is, "Hey, I want to fly with my clubs. I've never flown with my clubs before. Is that a specialty sporting? Uh, what what do they call it?" specialty luggage or specialty sports luggage like skis right and i can say on every major airline it is not Um, clubs count as a normal piece of luggage which is lucky for us golfers because some specialty sporting equipment i i think is actually smaller than a golf bag yeah Yeah. and they have to pay a whole lot more than we do I, i do a little bit of uh my family's big um into skiing and we always have to pay, you know, we, we, we double pack Big skis. Dollars. So we only have yeah. to, you know, yeah. pay for two bags and stuff, but it's, it, it gets pricey. It, it gets really pricey. It's really pricey. And speaking of kind of the cost to ship or sorry, cost to fly with your clubs, that brings us to an alternative club shipping. Right now. I know that you've never uh, used club shipping before. Um, I have a handful of times and I'll kind of talk about my experiences um, there are a handful of companies out there that offer uh, luggage shipping and golf club shipping. Ship Sticks is one that you see on Golf Channel all the time. There's another that's Luggage Forward. Mm-hmm. They do a lot that's just luggage based, but they um, also have golf club options. Right. Some people don't think about it, but if you had a box, you could just ship your clubs with UPS or FedEx. Right. Um, now, Ship Sticks and Luggage Forward do a few things that kind of uh, ramp up the service a little bit. And compared, ease the process. And e- yeah, yeah, make the process easier than if you were to just use a, um, a carrier like UPS or, or FedEx. But the process, generally speaking, is you go on one of these websites, you put in your pickup point and your drop-off point. So that could be your house, and it could be the first round of golf you're going to play, first golf club. Yep. Um, 
And in most cases, in almost all cases, clubs or resorts are more than happy to you know receive those clubs for you and have them waiting in Definitely. their bag drop. Um, so uh, they quote you a price, and we'll get into the pricing. But uh, following that, you are either mailed or given a link to download and print a shipping label. Right. And you basically either stick that on the box or on the outside of your travel case. And uh, you can either drop it off at a location, but every time I've said, nope, just come on by and pick it up. A couple times I've had it picked up at the house, other times picked up here at the office. And it's yeah. really easy. Uh, yeah. you know, they come on in, they pick it up. Usually they subcontract out with like a DHL or something. Right. DHL comes in, grabs it. And then you get these really nice updates along the way. That's that, good. that it's like the tracking, but it is or like tracking that you'd have on UPS or FedEx. But it's it's nice because it's specific. It's like, right. hey, we just picked up your clubs. Everything looked good. You know, they're going on the plane tonight. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, and as kind of a comparison, uh, how club shipping versus flying with your clubs, especially to a destination that you weren't necessarily familiar with yep. um, to begin with. Both of us, uh, the last time you were in New York, you club shipped. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, and after my recent trip to New York, um, I flew with my club. So I'm... And we were both staying in the city they, they, for right. for a portion of it. So when when we landed, it it involved taxis and subways and right. the whole thing. Right. So so picture picture me going through uh, both the airport and then the you know the the transfer from the airport to the subway and trying to figure out you know being a southerner and not necessarily <laughs> figuring out New York but uh, you know by myself at this point. Um, Going through the turn, the subway turnstiles, and on the subway, like I was kicking it under, and I, <laughs> I got my legs stuck in it the first time. Like it was. Now a New Yorker would say that we're fools for trying to ever oh, take uh, clubs on the subway. Hundred percent. But hey, we, we, I, we looked like idiots. I, but I, I've done it. You, you got to save some money sometimes. But yeah. we're young. <laughs> exactly. And then compare that to your last experience, where yeah, where you know I shipped it to the to the first course, or no, I take that back. I shipped it to the hotel. It was mm-hmm. waiting in the hotel. Yeah. And I just left the, my clubs at the last course. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and then they show up at your door three days later. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't check a bag. I just had a carry on. Right. Everything was nice. Oh, that's nice. Now there are some <laughs> cons though uh, to club shipping. Right. Um, if you're traveling domestically, uh, it could be up to you know two, three, four days in advance of your arrival day that they need to pick up your club. Sometimes right. more. Obviously, they need time to pick it up and and ship them out and give you a little bit of a window where you get you know okay, they're going to arrive in time. Um, many of these offer guarantees that your clubs will arrive in time. Right. But for a bigger trip, let's say you're going to Scotland. I've shipped my clubs over there before and. They uh, they picked up my clubs like seven or eight days in advance, right? Which for me was fine. I was I needed to do a ton of work before I left, so yeah. you know I wasn't going to be practicing. But for a lot of people, they kind of want to get in that last minute practice, play a few rounds, get a final lesson, right? Do whatever you want. Um, and if and you, if, it, if it, you're shipping, yeah, clubs, if, then if your clubs are clubless. gone for the eight days before the trip, yeah. Uh, that that's a big negative to some people. It wasn't as big a negative to me mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't going to be playing over those days. Right. But um, it's something to consider. Yeah, so, definitely. So, you know, think about the logistics. If you were to send a friend a package, 
then think about shipping your golf club somewhere. You know, you've got to build in days, you've got to build in time, and yeah. uh, when they guarantee that your clubs get there, yeah, they're going to build in time to make sure that when the semi-trailer truck breaks down, you know, it, they good thing we added two more days to this, you it, know, that exactly. sort of thing. It, exactly. Now, a potential con, I won't say a con, really just something to consider is the price. Right. Um, I priced out uh, two trips, one from, uh, well, both from Hilton Head to um, downtown Edinburgh, Scotland. Mm-hmm. Figured, let, let's do it big. Let's plan for a Scotland trip. Um, on luggage forward, that was $224 one way. So that's to get out there was mm-hmm. $224. On ship six, it was two hundred and twenty nine dollars. So, so roughly the roughly same, the same. Yeah. five bucks more. Um, and that for comparison, how much would uh, total or, or one way, I guess, um, would would it be to fly with them? So to fly, uh, I was over in Scotland a few weeks ago. Your first check bag is free because it's mm-hmm. uh, an international flight. Right. Your second bag is a hundred bucks. Okay. So to fly them out there, if you you know. Assuming for an international trip, you also have a bag of clothes and mm-hmm. luggage. Uh, it's going to be a hundred bucks, pretty much. Right. Um, so hundred bucks versus two hundred twenty-four or two hundred twenty-nine. Right. You know, y- you guys work it out. If it's if this is your bucket list, only time I might get over to Scotland, I I've got to have them. Um, that very well might be worth it. You, you know, so right. something to consider now. When and it's the same to come back, so can you know double that up 224 out, 224 back. Um, what I recommend to some people when they say, Ooh, you know, club shipping's a little pricey, but I really got to make sure these things arrive. It, I say, exactly. Well, you know, consider flying them out, um, or sorry, excuse me, <laughs> fly them out via luggage forward or ship sticks, not, right. not with you. Um, and, and then, that way you know they're there. And then fly with them back. And worst case scenario, if the airline loses your bags on the way back, then it's not, it, it is what it is. You, you know, right. that, that's fine. At least you have them for the trip. And, you had them for the trip. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people put shoes and rain suits and other things they'll need in that bag. So when you get over to Scotland and it's 40 mile an hour winds and... You know, 40 degrees and raining and you're like well i'm glad i have a quarter zip <laughs> you know, yeah you'll be wishing you had the rain suit yeah so those are some of the options and and i, I hope we've kind of shown how we approach uh travel you know it really is one of those things where if you've taken a bunch of trips and it's worked out for you every time it might not be something you think about um but the couple times it doesn't work out, yeah, you, you start to kick yourself, it's, and and it's a trip ruiner too. Yeah, it, it can ruin a trip. Like that father and son, um, I felt so bad for them. You know, any yeah. advice I gave them at that point, it was it was a moot point because they they were there. The trip was already kind of, uh, you know, not ruined but damaged. And and uh, a good point as well as if, uh, if the airline loses your clubs and you're kind of bouncing around Scotland, uh, then it's... Yeah, it can be such a hassle when you say, hey, I'm I land, I'm going to be at this location, and they say, cool, should get it to you there. Um, 
you know, I, I should say one time I went over to Scotland for a trip, um, shipped my clubs, did not ship my luggage. Mm-hmm. Um, the airline lost my luggage, uh, so I only had my clubs, ironically. <laughs> um, so they they said, cool, we'll get it to you today, and if not today, tomorrow. But it was difficult because I was in a different location that day than I was going to be the next day. Right. So. There was this whole kind of chasing game. What made it even crazier is um, readers and listeners will have read my article about the North Coast 500. Mm -hmm. I was in like the rural north of Scotland where I landed in Edinburgh and drove like five hours north. Yeah. Um, And so when I gave them my first location, they kind of looked at me like, what? Uh, uh, (laughs) Like, okay. You're going where? Yeah. Um, I've never heard of that place. Yeah. So it's it's something to think about. But I hope uh, listeners and golf travelers who um, have had some questions, have had those answered today. If you have any questions you want us to answer, reach out to us on social media. Um, yep. Ian uh, manages our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Uh, reach out on any of those or email us at letters at linksmagazine.com. That comes yep. through to the editorial staff and we answer every email that comes in. So I hope that's been useful. Yeah. Ian, thanks for joining us. Uh, successful second episode. I, we're going to have so. a lot more to come. We, uh, we've come up with a gigantic list of topics. Um, I'm so excited I, about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. But it's been fun so far. Sounds good. Have a good rest of the day. You too.